You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel. Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekweme. Philippians chapter number 4, Amplified Version. Philippians 4, verses 4, 5, and 6. Shall we read together as a happy family? Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, take pleasure in him. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. Let's go. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving continue to make your specific request known to God. The King James Version says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, the shalom of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and the minds through Christ Jesus. For the assignment this morning, rejoice, God has heard and answered you. Can you speak to seven people, prophesy, rejoice, God has heard and he has answered you. It's time to rejoice. It's time to throw a celebration. It's time to go into a party. It's time to shout for the victory. It's time to announce to all that everything has changed. It's time to declare that you are in your new season. It's time to declare you've come into a new day. Somebody rejoice. Hallelujah. Our Father, it is with a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving we gather again under this open heavens in this sanctuary deliberately and purposefully to give you alone the praise, the glory and the honor that is due your name. We judge you faithful. You have done all things well and left nothing undone. As a people of faith, we honor you, we celebrate you for the things we've seen you do, but also we give you an advanced praise for the things we know you're about to manifest over our lives. Now I beseech you again to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of this seven son of yours that today will come to your people with a word from the throne of grace. 
Help me to go beyond my study, my contemplation, and my memory to speak expressly, thus saith the Lord. With that as always, to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we have prayed. Let somebody shout a big, big, big amen. You may please be seated in God's wonderful presence. Our God is certainly up to something good, something great, something wonderful, something exciting, and something adventurous. We are made to understand that walking with God guarantees us to enjoy continuous increase and advancement. There is nobody who genuinely and sincerely walks with God that will stay in one place or experience stagnancy or stagnation. God guarantees forward movement and God guarantees upward movement. The Bible declares in Proverbs 4, 18, describing the path of the just man, of a righteous man, it is sun that shines brighter and brighter even to the day of perfection. Beloved, God has much more in front of you than behind you. There is nothing that you've left behind that God needs to bless you in your future. There is nothing you forgot or left in your past in your history, in your history, on your past, on your yesterday, that God needs to bless you in your future. As you've heard me say, I say again, God will never have cause to consult your past to bless you in your future. He never has cause to consult your history to bless you in your destiny. That's why I want you to sit relaxed knowing fully well that your best days are still in front of you. Somebody shout a big amen. As a church family, we have been in a most refreshing, invigorating, exciting time of waiting upon the Lord for 21 days, what we call 21 days of glory. And in my mind, those days were indeed days of glory, days of birthing the future that God has spoken to us prophetically, and days of coming in alignment, in agreement with heaven concerning God's plan and God's blueprint for our lives. Like we heard the gentleman and the lady said, the very, very best place to be in life is not is not in America, not Canada, not Nigeria, not Jamaica, not Tokyo, not Ghana, not South Africa, but to be smack bang in the middle of the will of God for your life. That means no matter, no matter where you are, as long as you are in the will of God for your life, you have a guarantee that all that you need and require will be supplied you. Somebody shout a big amen. We look at a young man called Joseph. He was a man of great dreams and aspiration. He, he saw on a certain day that he was going to be a king. He dreamt once. He shared with his father and mother. They envied him. He dreamt again. They got more envious of his dream. But he held on fast to his dream. But you see, the dream you have today is not a guarantee that you will see the realization of it tomorrow. Sometimes, most times, God will allow you to go through a process of refinement to bring you to the place of manifestation. That was exactly what happened to Joseph. But you see, the beauty about the processes of life is that no matter what God allows you to go through, he will create a 
pavilion of provision for you so that people around you wonder how is it you survived this challenging moment? How is it you survived this delay? Sarah, how could you wait for 25 years? Abraham, how did you survive waiting for 25 years? Um, Joseph, how could you wait for 13 or 14 years? However long it took you to become a king from 17 to being 30. How could you survive? But the point is, God releases enough enablement or grace for your journey that every point where you are, he will satisfy you. Joseph, though he was found in the pit, he was favored of the Lord to be sold to the right people. Joseph, though he was found to be a slave boy, was favored of the Lord to be bought by the right people. Joseph, though he was sold or, 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 or put in the prison, he was favored of the Lord to be put in the right prison at the right time. Beloved, all I say to you is that no matter what God allows you to go through, there is enough grace to go through it because God will never allow you to be tested more than you are able. Somebody shout, I can handle this one. Oh, say like you mean it, I can handle this one. That's a word of encouragement for somebody, but that's a prophecy for somebody that no matter where you find yourself in life today, you can handle where you're going through because God ultimately is going to turn your test to a mighty testament. Shout, I can handle this one. Glory to God. It's my sincere belief that God has greatly moved us progressed us in the path of fulfillment of destiny in the past 21 days. He has helped us settle and secure the future he has for us in this year and beyond. Beloved, there is no one who embarks on a journey to seek the face of the Lord that will experience a futile effort. The Bible declares in Isaiah 45 verse 19 that God has not allowed the seed of Jacob to seek him in vain. Since I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. God will not allow the seed of Jacob to seek him in vain. One of the things we know that we have received in the place of waiting and watching, we need to remind ourselves, is strength. 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 Isaiah 40, 29, 30 says, even the youth shall faint and be weary. That means those who have the physical composition to be strong, when they are brought under certain pressure and temperature and test, even they will fall under those pressures. Even the youth shall be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait, and this day is not defined or limited to age or size or stature. There is anybody, whether young or old, whether tall or short, whether dark or white. This is, this is an open check for anybody. If anybody or they that do meet the condition of waiting upon the Lord, guess what? They shall renew their strength. That word renew speaks of an exchange. The eagle is so that it gets to a point in the peak of his life. It goes through what is called a renewal, a birth renewal. Go through a very, very interesting process. But ultimately, what will happen to the eagle is that his beak will fall off. His feathers will fall off. Then new feathers will grow. A new beak will grow. And then the, the eagle will take what is called uh, uh, the, the, the eagle flight of renewal. And from that point in time, the life of the eagle is renewed again. 
So when the Bible refers that we, we that wait upon the Lord, renew our strength like the eagles, it means there is a divine exchange. In the past 21 days, heaven allowed your weakness to be exchanged for his strength. Heaven allowed your fears to be exchanged for his faith. Heaven allowed whatever was a cause for tears to be exchanged for his own joy. That means you are coming out or you've come out on this day renewed. Not the same you that entered the 21st day. Somebody shout a big, big amen. Says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. <laughs> you see, the beauty is that the first thing that happens from this moment of witness is that they shall run. They will not walk. They shall run. Be not weary. Then they will walk. Beloved, I have good news for somebody under the sound of my voice. You are going to move out from this mountain, not crawling, not walking, but I see you run. I see you run. You're not going to run by your own strength. You're not going to run because of you have your own oil. No, heaven has exchanged your oil. Guess what? In the day that the hand of the Lord came upon one Elijah, in 1 Kings 18, the Bible says, Elijah gained an amazing speed and momentum. He ran furiously. He caught up with the chariot of Ahab and overtook the chariot of Ahab to the gate of Jezreel. I perceive and I believe this beautiful day that the merciful, the gracious, the mighty hand of Almighty God is coming upon somebody today, upon your business, upon your career, upon your health, upon your marriage, guess what? You are about to run. Somebody shout, I'm about to run. Touch them and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm about to run. I'm about to run. Hallelujah. Somebody is about to run. The beauty is that you've been on Mount Zion. And the Bible guarantees that those who are on Zion, they go from strength Hallelujah. They go from one level of strength to the next level of strength. Psalm 84 verse 7 says and Amplified, they go from strength to strength. Guess what? Increasing in victorious power, each of them appears before God in Zion. Guess where you've appeared in the past 21 days? Not before a man, not before a people, but before God in Zion. And what has happened is that you have gone, you will go from strength to strength to strength. The church is a type of Zion. And each time you appear before God in Zion, there's a guarantee that those who came feeble are going to walk out strong. I prophesy that anybody under the sound of a voice who may be laboring under any kind of disease and infirmity, as the Lord declares on Mount Zion, receive strength, receive healing, receive vigor, receive vitality right now in the name of Jesus Christ. They go from strength to strength. All they appear before God inside. Beloved, prayer does not only change things. Prayer changes people. Whilst things have shifted around us, more than the things that have shifted, our lives have become transformed. Our lives have been changed for the better. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus took three of his disciples and he began to pray. He began to pray. The Bible says as he prayed, his garment became glistening, white, 
transformed. He became transfigured in the eyes of a company of disciples. What happened? At the point of prayer, he was changed. In those moments of your crying out to God, night and day on GPPA 5 a.m. at 12 noon, in our corporate gatherings, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, guess what? You are being transfigured. You are being, you are being changed from glory to glory to glory. Somebody shout, a big amen. Hallelujah. On the mountain of prayer, you're guaranteed to be changed. It was Daniel who began to pray before the Lord. And as he prayed, the Bible says from the very first day, we understand later, from the very first day he prayed that God had released the answer of the prayer from day one. Day one. So God is not a withholder. Manamoskata. The Bible declares in Psalm 84 verse 11, No good thing will the Lord withhold from them that walketh uprightly. Your God is a liberal giver. Your God is generous. Your God is not the one who is holding back anything good from you. Hallelujah. No one of David, the sweet psalmist says in Psalm 34 verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Beloved, your God is a good God. Never you allow the enemy make you think that God is the one withholding any good thing from you. No, sir. James 1.17 is very assuring and reassuring in declaring that every good and every perfect gift is not from the devil. No, it's from your God in whom there is no shadow of turning or variableness. That means your God is consistently consistent. Your God is constantly constant. He's a constant K in the equation of life. You may go and come, but your God will still be standing there waiting for you. You may think God left you. He will never leave nor forsake you. Hebrews 13 verse 5. If anybody left, you shifted. And this morning, like the prodigal son, you can make your way back to the heart and to the hands of the father wife. He's still waiting for you to come back home. Constant K. Not variable. Doesn't change. Doesn't waver. Malachi 3.6 I'm the Lord God. I change not. He's a good God. The songwriter said he's a good, good father. That's who he is. He's a loving father. He's a loving father. He's a loving father. Ephesians 3.20 declares Talking about the nature and the character of our loving Father. It's a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. That we can ask, you ask in prayer, but also your thinking is very important. It goes beyond your asking, goes beyond your thinking, according to the power that worketh in us. He's a God of the exceedingly, abundantly, above all. We can ask, think, or imagine. Uh, you know, when we sing that song in Nigeria, I have a very, very big God. We do some, some injustice because no matter how wide you spread your hand, you can't describe God. Like a preacher said, your God is too wide for you to get round. Your God is too deep for you to get under. Your God is too high for you to get over. You can't describe him. You can't articulate him. You can't comprehend him. He's a good, good father. Somebody shout a big amen.
No good thing will he withhold from the righteous. Not one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Concerning Daniel, the Bible says, at the 21st day, after there was a war in the heavenlies, on the 21st day, uh, when the day that Daniel began to pray, the Bible says in Daniel 10, 12, for then said he unto me, fear not Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard and I am come for thy words. From day one we began to pray. Our prayers were heard. Our prayers were answered. Hallelujah. But, but it was said here that on the 21st day. That Daniel took tangible custody. Of the things that were released from the heavenlies. So by way of a sign only. It's not that you haven't received answers all this while. But by way of a sign. By way of a climax of seven days in three circles. My God. Bakuske ticket. There is an outpouring of certain things that the cloud has been made for. The Bible says when the cloud is full. It's made to pour forth water or rain. I want to declare to somebody under the sound of my voice. That it's about to rain. It's about to pour. It's about to pour. Not just a form of rain. Not just a lot of rain. But there's a coming together of both the former and the latter in this season in this moment to bring about an explosion of the blessings of the Lord in very tangible concrete and meaningful ways. Somebody shout a big amen. It was said concerning Jesus after 40 days of praying and fasting he was driven into the wilderness to be tested by the enemy but hear this, what happens as he came out, <laughs> as he came out, he didn't come out empty-handed. He didn't come out just without a showing of something. Luke 4.13, somebody under the sound of my voice, you are coming out with power. As the Bible declared concerning Jesus Christ, his fame was noise abroad. Somebody's victory is going to be noise abroad. There's coming a public show or a public announcement. How do I know that? It's just in the Bible. Jesus taught us to pray. When you pray, enter your closet, slam the door, shut the door, talk to your father who sees in secret. Guess what? Your father will see you in secret in the Golden Bird Event Center, in Sandra Leah, in your house, in your home. But the Bible says that God is going to reward you not in secret. He's going to reward you openly or publicly. I want to announce to somebody who cares to believe there's coming a public reward. Mark, your amen sounds well. There's coming a public announcement of the prayers you prayed in secret. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody's belly is about to shoot out. Seven years in waiting, ten years in waiting, twelve years in waiting, you're about to shoot out. Not because you're growing big, no. Bambino is there. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Your desired dream is becoming a reality. Your vision is becoming tangible and concrete. Somebody shout, yes, I believe. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody once said that prayer 
is the string that moves the muscles of God in the heavens. Simple string but moves the muscle of God in the heavens for you on your behalf. Hallelujah. Luke 4, 13. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. <laughs> Somebody say for a season. That can preach. That can preach. The style and the pattern of the enemy is to depart for a season. Somebody once taught what prayer secured, prayer will keep. What prayer brought, continuous prayer will retain. I want to challenge you as I pause here to admonish you. It's not a case of we pray for 21 days so we'll go to sleep, rest in our hours. No, no, no. It, 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 it's a catalyst to have moved us in the school of power so that we have attained a particular place in the spirit we are not to go down there's fire on your personal prayer altar it's not to go out no we are to stoke it with more word ignite it with more fire so that it's a stepping stone for levels of our prayer adventure in the year and beyond for a season he came back I believe by inference at another season that's how he operates Jesus said when demons are cast out of a particular person that person is clean and empty but if that person not feel with the word I'm just paraphrasing those demons will go away fortify themselves seven times stronger and come back and they'll say we're coming back to occupy our place can you imagine what nerve so the point is, when you've been delivered, when you've been healed, what you need to do is go ahead and feed more on the word. Go ahead and intensify the prayer. What? What? It will sustain the victory you got at one level. Hello, somebody? Hello, somebody? Hello, somebody? He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. So we're not praying for only 31 days only, then we'll rest at our own. No, sir. This house, called the house of revival, the house of glory, by inference, is also a house of what? Prayer. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody said a testimony. I'm not sure when. I think last Sunday, a dear sister who said, when she said I attended Roger, they were praying so much in church. You wonder how life survived in this church. Because after a while, she got used to it her prayer muscles began to be stretched and she began to grow. She accommodated it and she became accustomed to it and this is a way of life. Praise the Lord somebody. You are in a good house. Can you reach out and say you are in a good house. You are in a good house. You are in a good house. Hallelujah. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season and Jesus returned. That's the point now. He returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Somebody is returning in the power of the Spirit to your company, to your business, to your home. You're going to that hospital in the Spirit or the power of the Spirit to set that person free. It says, and they went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Guess what? And he taught in the synagogues, being glorified of all. All this happened as he came out.
from a 40-day exercise of fasting, overcoming the enemy, he came out in power. I believe as a corporate family, we have come out in a renewed power. The things that were concerns of yesteryears or yesterday, they are behind us. Somebody shout a big amen. Beloved, it is very important that we mix our faith or mix our prayers with our faith. Mix our faith with our prayers often in the past 21 days. Mix those prayers often with faith. That's why I chose the title Rejoice. Rejoice. He has heard you. He has answered you. That means there are certain things that you've dealt with in prayer. You may not see them just yet, but rejoice. The answer is to maintain a stance of rejoicing. Thanksgiving. Be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication. Guess what? With thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the right accompaniment of your prayer to heaven. It's the envelope. It's a stamp that makes it endorsable in heaven. With Thanksgiving. While Thanksgiving is a type of prayer, amongst other types of prayers, every prayer prayed must be prayed with Thanksgiving to gain heaven's attention. So keep the switch of faith turned on. It is done. Can you testify to him? It is done. He has heard you. He has answered you. Glory to God. Bible declares in Mark 11, 23 and 24. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, includes you, includes me, shall say to this mountain, Roger, say, close mouth, close destinies, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Give it direction. And shall not doubt in his heart, meet the condition of no doubt, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he saith. Hear this now. Therefore, now it goes to prayer. Therefore, I say unto you, wow, what things ever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And then you shall have them. So the things you will have must first be received. The reception is in the realm of the spirit. Whatever the Lord doeth in his dealings with man begins from the realm of the spirit. Ephesians 1, 1 3. You are blessed with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Huh. I heard a man say, man of God say, that faith is a spiritual converter. It converts what is in the spirit realm to the natural realm. So whilst it's done in the spirit, our stance of faith, yes, yes, is what converts what God has released into our spirits to be made manifest in our hands. Wow. So you prayed, he heard, he answered. How does he answer? He gives it to you in the spiritual realm. So others may not believe he's answered, but you know by faith, he has answered me. How do I know? The word says so. I don't need to feel the answer. I don't have to see the answer. Why? 
we walk by faith and not by sight hallelujah 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 so because he said so i believe i've received but you see there's something that's the key you do between receiving and having what is that thanksgiving and praise so that what we receive in the spirit will not be hijacked or truncated from being concrete and manifest. We maintain a stance of faith, but a stance of thanksgiving and praise. Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, our God is a prayer answering God. I declare to you again, rejoice. God has heard you. God has answered you. God has heard me. God has answered me. I was sharing on Wednesday very briefly in my brief charge regarding prayer that we ought to approach God in the place of prayer with a sense of assurance that is a prayer answering God. And I took us through a few scriptures. Let's go through a few of them now. To, to, to build your faith concerning the truth that when you pray according to scriptures, he doesn't only hear, but he answers. First John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that Roderick has in Christ. That if we ask anything according to his will, condition one, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears, well, whatsoever we ask, we know also that we have you see what have again? We what? Have the petitions that we desire of him. That's what we saw in Mark eleven twenty four. You receive by faith, you have physically. Right? So between receiving and having, you maintain a stance of faith, but also thanksgiving and praise. We see another assurance again in prayer in Psalm thirty four fifteen. Psalm thirty four verse fifteen. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. Hello somebody? Are there any born again children here? You are the righteous? He says that his ears is open unto our cries and his eyes attend to our prayers are open to the righteous. Bible declares that the eyes of the Lord runs to and through throughout the whole earth seeking to show himself strong and mighty on the behalf of them whose heart, whose eyes are stayed upon him. Eyes are run to and fro. Looking for who believes? Who believes? Who believes in Roger? Who believes? Who believes? Who agrees? Who agrees with my word? Who agrees? Who agrees? Then he rushes him. Boom! Be it you according to your faith. Praise God. James 4.8 Another basis for, for confidence in prayer. James 4.8 Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. It's an invitation. You draw nigh, he will draw nigh. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Another scripture that assures us of access to him, an ultimate answer of our prayers, Hebrews 4.16. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace 
that we may obtain a mercy and find the grace to help in the time of need. So three things are found at the throne of grace. Mercy, grace, and help. Mercy, grace, and help. All at the throne of grace at the place of prayer. Matthew 7, verses 7 to 8. Assurance in prayer that he hears, he answers. Ask, and it shall be given you. And seek, you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. The question is, did you ask in 21 days? I asked, you asked, we received, right? And he that seeketh finds, findeth. And to him that knocks, it shall be opened unto him. This is assurance in prayer. That God has heard you. God has answered you. We saw last Sunday, as we saw the connection between the word of the Lord and prayer. In John 15, verses 7 to 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Then you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. So, so God is eager for you to bear fruit. But his words need to abide in our hearts. Then we ask, on account of our knowing the scripture and his will, that he hears, he answers. Hear this in First Peter 3.12. This ought to give you assurance in prayer. Beyond this time. Say prayer answering God. First Peter three twelve. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Beloved, as you already know, there are different kinds of prayers in the scriptures. But I want to emphasize just one of them in the next few minutes and we'll spend some time to offer up thanksgiving prayers and then we'll praise. The prayer of thanksgiving, if you like, prayer of thanksgiving, praise and worship. It's amazing power made available to the believer to be able to praise God. To be able to thank God. To be able to worship God. Somebody once said that Thanksgiving is what guarantees for your tank of destiny to always be full. Nothing ever finishes in the hand of one who is truly thankful to God. If you thank God for what is remaining, God will multiply it. If there are five loaves and two fish left in your house, if you can lift it up to God and say, Abba, Father, I thank you. The yeast of multiplication is released when we thank God for the small in our hands. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The moment Jesus did that on a certain day and he broke bread, the power of limitation over the five loaves and two fish was broken at the instant of thanksgiving. It was given to disciples and then to the 5,000 men, not mentioning their wives and their children. It kept on going, kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. 
until everybody had more than enough. Then 12 baskets were gathered. Not remnant of what they left over. No, that they didn't need at all. Just to remind us that our God is a loving Father. When He blesses, He goes a notch higher than what you need. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. He's not a stingy father. He's a liberal. He's a generous father. Praise God. Praise God some. So thanksgiving is that which breaks the power of limitation and is a yeast to what is left in your hand. The psalm is declared in Psalm 92 verse 1. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. When we pray, we're to add our prayers to thanksgiving. 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 We struggle sometimes to thank because we don't take as much time to think and see how far God has brought us. Those who can think, they can thank. Hallelujah. Pause and ponder and see how far God has brought you and brought me. He's been faithful. He's been faithful. He's done us no wrong. He's done us no wrong. Rogic, he's done us no wrong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Still standing in the game of life. That's the mercy of the Lord. Rising and waking up night and day. That's the mercy of the Lord. If it wasn't that good God who was on our side. The devil and his mother-in-law would have had somebody for lunch, for breakfast, for supper, and even snacks in between. But for the mercies of the Lord. There are moments you look back and say, John men said yes, but mercy said no. Disease said yes, but mercy said no. Accident said yes, but mercy say no. The hoodlums and all the, 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 the wicked men that sought for your flesh, they said yes, but mercy said no. Aren't you thankful for the mercy of the Lord? We have a guarantee they are inexhaustible. They are new every waking month. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Still in the game of life. Breathe in and breathe out. It sure feels good to be alive. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You know the story of the one leper who came back to Jesus? In Luke 17, one out of ten God healed. They all went away. One came back. Well, like the one who have come back today. Said, thank you, Lord. You sustained us. The amazing strength for those days of waiting and watching. It is you. Jesus said, were there not ten who were healed? Where are the nine? He always looks for all who he touched to come back to him. The response to God when he touches you, one way that is to come back, say, Lord, I've come back to thank you. The beauty is this, that the one leper who came back raised a voice. He raised a cry. I want to imagine the cry of thanksgiving was as intense as the prayer for healing. So when we come back to say thank you, don't say thank you Jesus. No, no, no. You remember when you made the vow? If you bail me out, I'll serve you. If you lift me, I'll worship you. Give me a someone, I'll give the, you a prophet. You made that vow in the same way you prayed intensely. Hannah, you cried out for a child. 
Now Samuel is here. Will you come back and return with cried out with thanksgiving? One of the indications that you believe that God has heard you, he has answered, is you thank him. You know, when Anna cried out to God in the temple, and the prophet Eli spoke to her life, the Bible says that her countenance was no longer sad. She found a vow and said, O oh Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of that handmaiden, remember me, not forget that handmaiden, but will give unto that handmaiden a man child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of, of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. So the point is, she changed her countenance even before Samuel showed up. That's the point I'm making. It was an act of faith. That, that, that I know I'm returning with power and in power. I know so. So so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to demonstrate it. That's it. Thank you. And she said, Let that heart made a fine grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way. Fasting stopped. 21 days came to an end. Someone hadn't showed up yet to. She went away and did it. And her countenance was no more sad. Roderick, rejoice. He has heard you. He has answered you. Can you rise on your feet and begin to thank him? Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. He has heard and he has answered you. Open your mouth across the length and the breadth of this room. Let's thank the prayer answering God. Our countenance is no longer sad. He has heard us. He has answered us. Give him praise. Give him praise. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic.org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.